They can say whatever, but that does not affect my mood. That does not affect my peace. That does not affect my joy. I'm always going to reside here in his love. Well, hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, we're in a series entitled The L Word, and the L Word is love. And this is part number three of that series, so I pray that you will enjoy it. Remember, if you haven't heard parts two or one, just go to the website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear the entire series and so much more. You can even subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or the iTunes Store or download our app. It's there. Go to the website and check it out. And of course, while you're on the website, please consider a financial donation for the help and support of this ministry. We love you guys so much. All right, without any further ado, here comes part three. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, once again to our Wednesday night, uh, the Learning Center, also known as our Wednesday night hour of power. Just can't get away from it. Uh, welcome, online community, all of you that are joining us uh, right now live, and those of you that will be joining us on the replay. We want you to know that you are part of this service. Those that are watching and those that will be listening later on, you're part of this service, and we appreciate you so very much. Before we begin, we want to remind you, go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can find uh, so much media. I'm telling you, we've launched so many podcasts and our Roku channel and Revive365radio.com. Uh, just check it out. I know it's going to richly bless you. All right. Uh, tonight, we're going to go into a part number three of our midweek uh, feeding and we've been talking about the L word, love, the power of love. And I've really been looking forward to getting into this tonight with you. We have our little handy dandy headset mic on, so hopefully it's going to work out just fine. Amen. Amen. All right, last week we gave you um, an acrostic uh, of the word love, and, and that was, of course, uh, lavishing others with vibrant expressions, because this is exactly what the Father longs to do in your life. Now, we'll find out later on uh, from 1 John, the third chapter, that God is love. God is love. And we know also through our, uh, through our scripture reading, Bible reading, that God is big. He is big. W would you agree with that? Amen. I mean, he is massive. You, you can't overestimate how big God really is. And you would think, that because he is so big and huge that we couldn't miss him. How can you miss someone that is that big? How can you miss someone that is that huge? You know, I mean, he's right there in our faces. So, and of course, God is love. Love is all around us. And when we tie into and connect uh, with the love of God, I'm telling you, you will really be transformed into the person that you were meant to be, into the true character, and, or someone would say, and you'll really begin to manifest your truth, who you were actually meant to be. So let's go on back now. We're going to go into Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 14 through 21. 
Uh, we're going to start here and then just go on further. Uh, we're going back here again. So it says Ephesians 3rd chapter, verse 14 through 21 out of the King James Version. This is how it reads. It says, for this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. All right. So we're going to go right back into these scriptures. We're not done yet. Praise the Lord. We're going to go right back and then we're going to go further on. We're going to go into our word study once again. Now, I believe last time we stopped at verse 17, but let's back up to verse 16. It says, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now we know that the word strengthen there, uh, the word strengthen means to grow strong. This is the Father's prayer for us that we would grow strong, go, grow strong with might. And the word might uh, meant ability, and it also meant moral power and excellence of soul moral power and excellence of soul in the inner man. And the word inner man translates, among other things, the soul or the consciousness, right? So as the Father's praying, and, and, and this, this is his prayer for us, and remember what he prays, we say yes and amen. So he's praying, and, and this is our prayer, and we're praying in agreement with the Spirit that the Holy Spirit uh, that God's spirit would cause us to grow stronger, grow stronger uh, in, grow stronger, we can say, grow stronger in uh, moral power or excellence of soul in our consciousness, in our soul, who we really are. Remember we said that the soul is the place where you make your decisions. It's the seat of your intelligence. And further, further on down, we see that this has to, be, uh, has to be in place first. The Holy Spirit has to do his work in you first so that we can go on to the next part. Remember we said that the word that can also be translated so that. So one part rests on the other. One part of the scripture rests on the other. So you got to get this. All right, so it says again that the Father would grant you according to the riches of his glory to become strong, to become strong, that is to become uh, strong in the soul, have a morally excellent soul, have an excellent soul or be excellent of soul inside your soul. Now, to have an excellent soul means that you will have the ability to say yes to the Spirit that is, say yes to the Holy Spirit and say no to the devil. Amen. Amen. Morally excellent soul, where there is no wrestling in your heart with the Father. He says it and you do it. Praise God. 
And we understand that his way is the perfect way. His way is the best way. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. I pray that there's no quarreling in your mind about that, that God's way is perfect, it is excellent, and as a matter of fact, we know we can trust him because he is love. Love only has the best intentions and plans for you. Love, he is love, come on. Are you with me? So we can trust him, we can depend upon him, we can rely on him, we can always rely and trust in love. God is love. All right, let's go on. So he wants us, this first part has to do with us having an excellent soul. Again, where there is no warring on the inside of us when we receive instruction. There's no warring, there's no hostility between you and God, having an excellent soul, being able, being able always to say yes to the Spirit, that is to be led by the Spirit and not be led by your flesh, not be led by the world system, not be led by fears and doubts or anger or concern and all this other stuff, but being ready to say yes to the Lord at all times, being able to be led by him, a morally excellent soul, or having moral power, or having an excellent soul. Are you with me? All right. And so that being done, the Holy Spirit causing you to grow strong, basically in your soul, will enable you to do the very next part of this. Uh, Verse 17 says that Christ may dwell, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. We're going to stop there. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, we said that Christ, of course, means the anointed one and his anointing, the very power and presence of God and the person of Jesus Christ, the person of Christ, okay? That Christ may dwell in your heart. So we can say the influence of the Holy Spirit may dwell in your heart. Now, the word dwell there, Uh, Remember, it means to govern. Of course, it means to stay there, to rest there, to settle there, but it means to govern. Remember, we're praying, Father, give us an excellent soul. Uh, Give us, make us stronger that we may have an excellent soul so that Christ may dwell or govern Govern what? Says that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Dwell in your hearts. Now we know that the heart, the word heart there uh, in the Greek means, uh, is the Greek word cardia, which also has to do with the soul. So not only are we praying, first of all, Father, uh, cause me to grow strong by your spirit, that I may have an excellent soul, that I may have moral power, uh, an excellent soul, so that Christ may govern my soul. All right? So that Christ may govern my soul, meaning, again, Lord, I pray that you would help me in this battle that I'm having now. When you say something, I don't readily do it. I pray that your spirit would come and make me stronger to be able to make a decision for you at all times. There are some times when we go through different struggles in life, Uh, someone says something to you, something negative happens, and we tend, when we are struck with negative, we want to strike back with negative. But Christ is not like that. 
When we are morally strong or when we have the uh, moral power that dunamis and have an excellence, excellent of soul, they can say whatever, but that does not affect my mood, that does not affect my peace, that does not affect my joy. I'm always going to reside here in his love. Does that make sense? I'm always going to do, as the Lord Jesus did, always do those things that pleases my Father. Remember he said that I do always those things that please him, right? The, the day has to pass when we are moved by circumstances or moved by people or moved by their moods. They have a bad mood, then we have a bad mood. You know, that, that, sh- that should not be. We should be in a place where we are literally and figuratively covered by the presence of the Lord, we are dwelling in his love, wrapped in his love, so that even when the hardness of life occurs, we are unfazed to some degree. We are unfazed because we know the Father has us. Even when the Lord Jesus Christ was about to go to the cross, he was able to look to the joy that was set before him, and he endured the, the, the torment of the cross because he knew something else. He was in alignment with another kingdom, with another reality. And I like to always refer to when the Lord was in the boat with the disciples, a storm came up, you know, and they were freaking out, but he was asleep. He had peace. He was always wrapped with peace. And one characteristic of love is peace. Hallelujah. Now the Bible calls, and we call this the fruit of the Spirit, and it goes down, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, uh, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. We, We call that nine fruit of the Spirit, but it's actually only one. It's love, and all the others describe love. Because love is joyful, love is peaceful, love is long-suffering, love is kind, love, love is all these things. Are you with me? So it's actually just one, all the others describe love. And I'm telling you, once we get our love walk perfected, once we get our love walk right, there is nothing that you will not be able to do or to become. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I'm telling you, this is so so very powerful. So as we go back again, we're going to try to really just try to go through all this today, if we can do that. So again, that Christ may dwell in your heart, the person of Christ, uh, Christ himself, or we can say the Holy Spirit of God would dwell or govern the soul, that he would govern your soul. Uh, not that he would dominate your soul, but that he would govern your soul. In other words, that he would have a part in your decision making. Glory to God. He would have a part. He would say, do this or do that. Or there may be sometimes that you will not hear a direct word from the Lord to do this or to do that, but he has placed his character on the inside of you, and then you begin to make a decision based on his character. Hallelujah. Somebody say, well, you know, uh, what should I do? Um, you know, mama's not here to help me or dad's not here to make, help me make this decision. But you know how they will react if you do, if you do the, thus and so. You know what they're not going to like. Hallelujah. Because you spent time with them. Hallelujah. You know what would please them. 
uh, to so many to such a regard. Are you hearing? So you may, not, you may not hear direct, do this or do that, but you may make decisions based on the character of God that is placed in your heart. Oh my God, that was a word for somebody, and I hope that you got that. 17 says again, that Christ may dwell or rule or govern in your heart by faith. Now, the Bible declares that faith um, in uh, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, chapter verse number one, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is also the, the conviction of truth, of the truth of anything. It is belief. It is a firmly held belief of a promise that has been uh, hidden in the heart. So you're going to allow Christ, we're going to allow Christ, the Spirit of God, uh, to rule in our heart, to govern our hearts because we believe in him. We believe in his word. We believe in his character. We believe in his nature. And another word for faith is simply trust. You're going to allow Christ to rule in your heart, to help you in making uh, your decisions, help you in planning for life, help you in the uh, externals of your life and internals because you have trust in him. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. And if you can trust him, let's say uh, those who can trust him with their money should definitely be able to trust him with their soul. If you can trust him with your soul, you should be able to trust him with your money. Those who cannot trust him with their soul have problems trusting him with their money. All right, so let's go on. So it says again that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now listen, we're going to get back here. That ye, so here's the other part. First of all, the Holy Spirit has got to do the work, right? The Holy Spirit's got to do the work. He's actually got to strengthen us to go on this journey. He's got to make you stronger. This is not for the average man. This is not for everyone that attends church. This is not, I'm telling you, the average church attender is not going to let this happen. There are some people that are still yet very carnal, but you have to make this decision. Are you going to go all the way with Christ or will you follow the dictates of your flesh? I can't get no talk in here. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Again, you know, one part leads on the other. Holy Spirit strengthening you. And then you have the ability to allow Christ basically to govern over you. And then it says that or so that now that Christ has been govern governing in your heart, so that here's the next part, being rooted and grounded in love. As Christ is governing over your soul, as he is governing over you, as he is the king that now sits on the throne of your heart, in so many words, you have crowned him king and you said, Jesus, you're not only my savior, but you are also my Lord. And that is a daily decision, by the way, that Jesus, that you're going to make Jesus Christ your Lord, your king, your savior, your governor, your guide. Are you hearing me? I'm make that decision. Once you do that, you'll have the ability to do the next part, which says that, uh, again, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now, we see here a picture of a plant, and it seems like we do this every week. We see you got a picture of a plant being rooted 
and grounded. Grounded, of course, is very simple, meaning established, all right? There is a plant that is rooted, that is rooted. There's a difference between a plant that's just sitting on the ground. You know, you may call that a stick. You know, it's just sitting on the ground. It's not, it's not going to grow. It's not going to flower. It's just it's going to sit there, right? But when a plant is rooted, when it's rooted, a rooted plant will always bear fruit, Everything, all things being equal. A rooted plant will bear fruit. A rooted plant will truly, will eventually show you its nature. If that plant is a, a rose plant, sooner or later you're going to see some rose buds. If that plant is an apple tree, sooner or later it's going to grow, you're going to see apples. A rooted plant will always eventually show you its true nature, what it was meant to be and what it was meant to become. Oh, hallelujah. A rooted plant will also show forth eventually what it's planted in. It will show forth the DNA of the soil. I've seen some uh, criminal investigation programs and they pick this sort of plant and say, you know, hey, go through the DNA and all that stuff. They can say, hey, well, this plant was grown over here because they have this type of stuff in the soil over here. And that's not in that soil over there. How do they know what's in the soil? Because what's in the soil comes up through the roots into the tree and it winds up on the branches and in the leaves and in the fruit. Are you hearing me? So a, a potted plant will reproduce what's in its soil. So what are we planted in? The Bible says that you being rooted and grounded in love. Love is the soil. Now, I love this too because a potted plant or a plant that is rooted, we can say a rooted plant receives its nutrients. It feeds from the soil. It feeds from the soil. So you and I throughout the day can decide to feed from the love of God. We can decide to feed from it. And you'll have lots of opportunity to make that decision because you can decide whether to feed from God's love or to feed from your own nature, from your old nature. Uh, I've had to do that a lot here lately, uh, working the parking lot. <laughs> I've had to do that as I had to tell some people some news they did not want to hear. And some people can be very, very rude, no matter how nice or gentle or kind uh, you try your best to be. Are you hearing me? You have a choice to either, and I have a choice either to go back in my old nature, I have a choice whether to, to um, bring evil for evil, or I can continue to be and walk in the love of God and draw on him. Sometimes I have to get still away by myself, go into a closet or go into the room and shut the door and say, Father, I draw on your love. I choose to draw on your love. I am rooted and grounded in the love of Christ and I draw on your love. Hallelujah. And when I do that, I begin to feel his presence. His presence come all over me and I begin to get empowered to show love. Yes. Remember the love of God is just not for you, just not for me, but it's always to show forth. 
because when you're grounded in something, rooted in something, sooner or later you're going to bear fruit. Well, what do you do with your fruit? You don't eat your own fruit. I don't know what we would call it, an apple tree that ate his own apples. Maybe we call that cannibalism or something, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange. But the apple tree produces apples for other people to eat. Are you hearing? That's, that's, that's a strange thought. Let's go past that. So the love of God is for you to, to, to experience. Uh, it's for you, and this love also governs us. And it is our choice every day, in every situation. And let me tell you, the more times you choose to dwell in love, the more times you choose to feed in love, the easier it will be for you to react in love. I hear you, Holy Ghost. The easier it will be for you to react in love, but you've got to practice it. You've got to practice it. And let me tell you, every time you operate in love, that will become, that will be the best outcome of the situation. That will be the best outcome of the conversation. It will be the best outcome because you'll always show Christ. You'll always show God. And again, God is love. Are you hearing me? You'll always show him. And anytime you show, show um, anytime God shows up, anytime love shows up, Christ shows up, that old devil's going to back away. Hallelujah. Now, that doesn't always mean that the person's going to just back down and, oh, I'm so sorry. I was such, I was so hateful to you. No, not necessarily. They may not say I apologize or anything but you're not showing love to get an apology from them or even to get them to act a certain way. My actions are not dependent upon your actions. Hallelujah. I'm acting this way because of what I believe and because of who I believe in. I want to manifest the character and nature of Jesus, the character and nature of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm after. I want to be like Christ. I want to be like him. I want to please my father. And let me tell you something. When I'm operating in love, I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better pastor. I'm a better son. I'm a better brother. Whatever, I'm a better all around. I begin to manifest my truth, who I really am. And think about it. The times that you receive love from somebody and you knew that you were loved, you felt free. You didn't feel judged, you didn't feel condemned, you didn't feel intimidated, you felt like you could express yourself, express your gifts, you felt free. But the times that you did not feel love, those times you felt closed up, you felt condemned, you did not feel free at all. Love, I'm telling you, love is the key of it. It's the key of it all, it's, it's the whole key. And the, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. It casts out fear. So when you dwell in love, anyone who dwells in love cannot be intimidated. Anyone who dwells in love cannot be shut down. Hallelujah. Or shut up. Anyone who dwells in love will walk in the power and the authority of God the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, love is the key. So I plan to stay right here in love, man. 
We're not just studying the word just to be studying the word. I'm studying the word to manifest what I see. I want the Holy Spirit to manifest this thing out of me. Hallelujah. I want him to manifest this out of you. Glory to God. When you walk in places, they see the love of God all on you. They see the love of God on you. They experience God's love. They experience God's love. Hallelujah. All right, let's get back into this. So again, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that he may rule in your hearts or govern, govern your heart or govern your soul by faith. That is, you're going to have to trust him. Lord, I trust that your way is the right way, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, or we should have a good picture about that, right? That you're going to decide to stay there in love and allow yourself, the, the plant goes deep into the soil. The plant does not receive from the soil until the plant grows down. A plant has to grow down. And really, if we talk about planting, you got to talk about the power of the seed because the seed itself has to die in order to live. It has to cease to be what it is. It has to give up its right to be a seed and allow the ground to break it down, to crack open that shell. And for the true part of it, what it truly is, has to allow that part to come out. So somewhere in this, you're going to have to deny your right to be right. You're going to have to deny your right to get them back and all this other stuff. And you're going to have to decide, Father, your way is right. Your way is true. I will grow down into you. I will be rooted in you. You will take care of me. The Bible says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Another operation of love is to take vengeance. God is love, and he will take vengeance. The same God that is God that puts people into heaven, and it's the same God, it's the same God. He's the same God that will allow people to go to hell. I didn't say that God put, put people in hell because he doesn't. People go there by themselves. Are you hearing me? Same God that made heaven, it's the same God that made hell. And him making hell, really, uh, I could see, maybe we'll talk about this some other time, is a, it really is a bit of mercy for people that didn't want to spend opportunity, that did not want to spend eternity with him, they got to go somewhere. And he only has one bad place, and that bad place was, the Bible said, was clearly made for the devil and his demons. There's, if you can't stay in heaven, there are only two eternal places, only two eternal places. If you don't want to stay with heaven, you don't want to stay in heaven, and that's man's choice. You hear me, son? That's man's choice. Whether you want to stay with Jesus or not, believe in the Bible and give your heart to Christ. Let him wash your sins away completely. Hallelujah. Whether you want to trust in him, that's your choice. Glory to God. And remember, love does not take the choice from anybody. Maybe we should stay there again. Love does not take people's choice. Oh, you going to be saved. Oh, no, that's not God. Love does not take people's choices. Love provides information, and love does love and allows people to make their choice. Hallelujah. They will be grieving over wrong choices, of course. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, but that's still their choice. 
Whether they want to receive Christ, wonderful, that's their choice. Whether they want to reject Christ and spit in his face, that's their choice. And they'll suffer the consequences either way. There are consequences for either action. You receive Christ, hey, there's good things. There, there are results. Results, should I say, there are results either way. All right, but let people make their own choices. God did not force you to be saved. No. No, he didn't. He gave you a choice. And I'm thankful that you took the choice, that you made the right choice. All right, so make the choice to go even further with him. Are you hearing? Boy, our time is really wrapping up. Something's wrong with that clock. I don't know. All right, let's try to go a little bit further. You being rooted and grounded in love. Now listen, look at this next phrase. I love it. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Height of what? The love of Christ. That you may know what is the breadth. That is how, how wide and the, and the length uh, the length, you know, how long and the depth, how deep and the height, how high. This describes his love. It describes his love. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit, first of all, to strengthen you and then allow Christ to govern you so that you'll be in position, oh, then, yeah, to govern you, then be rooted and grounded in him so that you'll get this next part. You see this? He said uh, that ye being, that ye be, uh, rather, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints. Let's, so let's go there just for a moment. And let's talk about what this may be able, the phrase may be able means in the Greek. I love this. The phrase there means to be eminently able. It means able. It means to have full strength. I love that. The word imminent means uh, to a notable degree, very. Let me give you some synonyms of the word imminent. Uh, it means very, it means greatly, highly, or exceedingly. It means extremely, exceptionally, supremely. All right, so when it says, the Bible says, may be able to comprehend. He's talking about that you may be extreme, let's use the word ex extremely, that you may be extremely able, that you may be extremely able or have full strength to do what? To comprehend. Now we said before the word comprehend does mean to understand. And it does also mean to lay hold of. But let me bring you another definition of the word comprehend this week. Also found in the Greek. The Greek is such a, such a wonderful language. It's just so full. It's just so full. It also means to detect and to catch. It also means to detect. All right. So let's take the definition to detect for the next few moments that we have. He says that you being rooted and grounded in love, when you are rooted, you decide daily, I'm going to remain in love and I'm going to pull the love of God. I'm going to pull from his love 
Every day I'm gonna make that decision to pull from his love. When you are rooted and grounded in love, you will receive full strength or be extremely able. You'll receive full strength or be extremely able to comprehend. And one definition to comprehend is detect. Detect what is the length and depth and, and height. Uh, what is this all that explain the love of Christ? What does it mean? That you, be, that you will be able to, you'll be extremely able or have full strength to detect the love of Christ that's all around you. Now we said before that God is big. He is massive. He is everywhere. But why can't we feel him sometimes? If he's everywhere, why can't you see him sometimes? If he's so massive, so huge, you see, how do you detect love? You detect love by giving yourself to love. You detect love by allowing love to govern and rule over you. And then you begin to see how massive he's, he is. You'll have full strength. You'll have full strength. You'll be extremely able to detect, to comprehend, to understand, to lay hold of, I got the love of God. I'm laying hold of it. I understand it. I can detect it. Oh, I feel God all in this place. I feel the love of God. Hallelujah. And think about that while you're going through a troubled situation. Think about that while people are talking about you like your dog. Think about that when you don't have any money. Think about that when you're in the, in the hospital or the doctor's office and they give you these bad reports. Think about it, that even at that moment, as you, as you are rooted and grounded in love, you'll be extremely able, you'll be supremely able to detect, wow, God is here. I feel his presence all around me. I lay hold to his love all around me and once you lay hold to his love you experience his love I'm telling you there's no devil in hell that can stop you are you hearing me fear cannot bind you are you hearing let's go a little bit further oh this is so so good. You'll be able to comprehend that it's to lay hold of to understand to seize to detect to detect what is the breadth and length, how long and how wide. Wow, wow, and how deep and how high. Wow, it's all around you. It's all, he is all around you. And you'll have full power, full strength. You'll have the extreme ability to detect and know that he is there. I've heard people say, I've gone to church for so many years and I haven't felt God in a while. I can't detect his presence. Well, have you gone through the process? Have you allowed, have you asked Father, have you asked Father God to strengthen you with might? Have you asked him to give you that, that moral, was it moral power and excellence of soul? Has you, have you allowed Christ then to rule over your soul, to govern, to govern your soul? Have you decided to be rooted and grounded in him to divorce your rights? Uh, I don't have to be right. I don't have to be first. I don't have to be preferred. All I have to be is in him because he will take care of me. Are you hearing? Amen. 
Now you're going through this process and the spirit is working on you. Then you're able to detect and know he's here. And you'll also begin to understand different places where, oh, I don't feel him so much over here, (laughs) over there. But you'll always know he's with you. Does that make sense? He said that you may be able to comprehend with all saints. So this is something that all saints should be experiencing. Let's look at that verse again. He said that in verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all saints. Now the very first word we said there is may, which means it's a choice. It's a choice. You have to make that decision regardless of your age or background, doesn't matter and all that, doesn't matter. You have to make a decision to allow yourself to be rooted and grounded in his love, to allow Christ to govern your heart and then to ask the Father to strengthen your, to strengthen your heart or strengthen your soul so that you can have an excellent soul, moral power and excellent soul. Are you, are you with me? Let's try to go this one last thing. Well, it's not one last thing, but it's one last thing today. Verse 18 again, may be able to comprehend with all, let's go back to verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, to detect, to understand, to seize, to lay hold of, with all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? Look at verse 19. And to know the love of Christ. I love the word and. It doesn't leave it out. This is a conjunction. This is something that you need to experience too. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now let's just take that a little bit. And then we're really going to close out for tonight. He said, and that you would know and to know the word know means, of course, it means to learn to to learn to know. It means uh, come to know, get a knowledge of. It means perceive. And I love this. It also means feel, feel. He says, once you are. He said, uh, once you are rooted and grounded in love and you're able, extremely able, superiorly able to comprehend, to detect, to feel, to understand the love of God, he said, and, and you will know the love of Christ. And one definition of the word know is to feel. You'll be able to feel the love of Christ to feel him, to detect him, and then to feel him. And one definition of the word no, it's also in, um, it's a Jewish idiom that means to have sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. In other words, this is a type of intimacy that the word no talks about. This is the type of intimacy, that type of connection, because there is no greater relationship in, among humans um, in, in terms of intimacy than that of a man and his wife when they are connecting when, in that sort of connection. So it says that this is the type of knowing. In other words, this is the same, this is the, the feel of this. You're going to experience him. You're going to know love. You're going to be divinely connected with him. 
there's gonna be a giving and a receiving of the love of God. Does that, that make sense to you? That sort of intimate connection. The Lord said, you are meant to experience this. He said, and you will know, and to know his love. Not just, oh, I know about it, but really to feel it and to experience it and to truly connect with it. Are you hearing? Oh, this is so wonderful. And to know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge. All right, which passive knowledge? Real quick, we won't go into the uh, to Greek. Let me just break it to you. Which passive knowledge? Now the word pass talks about uh, a usual point. Usual point. If I said, don't go past this pulpit, come on up, but don't go past this pulpit, this pulpit would be a usual or normal point. All right? Don't go past this. Don't go past this. Which means that there is space before it and there is space after it, but the word pass here denotes that there is a point in which um, there, there is a point in which uh, uh, it's, a, it's a line of demarcation. This is a usual point. He says, you will know, you will know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge. Knowledge talks about intellect, of course. It talks about a general, a general understanding, and it also talks about an advanced understanding of the love of Christ. Now, the love of Christ goes past, if we can say that this is the point, the love of Christ goes, and he said you will know or you will experience or feel the love of Christ which goes past understanding or past knowledge, which means that up to this point, in your Christian walk, there may have been some general knowledge. Yeah, I know Jesus. I've come to church for a while. You know, yeah, I've read the Bible. Yeah, yeah, I've, I'm, you know, I've done it. All right, that's general knowledge. But then some people say, no, no, no. I've been going for a while now, and I think I'm more advanced now. I really know some Greek, and I know some Hebrew. I know that word, but the Lord said it, it's past that. Is past all these mile markers because the love of Christ goes past your intelligence. It goes past your understanding. It goes further beyond that. You won't be able to figure it out, but you will be able to experience it. Just like your cell phone. You say, I don't understand how how it does what it does, but I can experience it and I can use it. I don't understand how my car works, but I know how to crank it up and use it. I don't know how electricity works, but I know how to flick a light switch on and use it. You won't be able to fully understand everything that God is or everything that God does, but you will be able to experience it. You'll be able to feel him. You'll be able to be intimate with his love and the transmission back and forth of his love will keep you secure, will keep you fixed in him. Hallelujah, you hearing me? That's wonderful. So it says his love that you would know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge. And what will happen as a result of that, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now the word filled there won't go into all of it. The word filled there uh, means to be filled to the full, to be abundantly supplied all the way up that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Well, who is God? God is love. 
He said that the, all of this has to do with this, that you grow to the point that you'll be, fully, that you'll be uh, fully filled, completely full of the substance that God is. Now, if you are filled full, that means that there's no more room for anything else. There's no more room for, for jealousy, envy, strife, and all these other things. No more room for these other negative things, for sickness, disease, or death. There's no more room for all this other stuff. It's just him. It's just him Amen. and all Amen. of him. Amen. So he's praying here, and what we're praying tonight is that we will allow the Spirit of God to work on us and work through us that we may experience the Father in his fullness, that we may be filled with his fullness, and he is love. He is love. And it wraps up, wraps up with, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. I wonder what power is that? What's the power of love? And love is more than just, you can't describe it by goosebumps. It is a very power and presence of God in operation in your life that he wants to use to take you exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. It's the basis of everything in the kingdom of God. You get your love walk right and everything else falls in place. Get your love walk right. I'm telling you, demons will back off of you, sickness and diseases will leave you, and all these things, cancers will leave the body. Get the love walk right, and his love will detox your soul, detox your body, and you'll find out that uh, the power of God is really real. So Father, we thank you tonight for your rich word and we pray for those that are listening and watching right now and those in this room. Father, I pray that you would pour out your love and that your people will truly experience the love of Christ. Not just to know about it, but actually to feel it, to experience it the way that you meant them to. And Father, I pray that every hindrance to your love, every block, every barrier would be torn down and that your people would know the love of Christ, that they would know the height and the length and the depth, that they would know it, that they would experience it, that they would be able to detect the love of God all around them, that they would finally be set free in every single area. Father, I pray for the anointing of love to be upon my friend at this very moment. I pray your anointing in this room and your anointing on our viewing and listening audience that today, today, Lord, they'll be rooted and grounded, and today your word will come to pass in their lives. I thank you for my friend, Lord, and my friends that are here today. Bless your people, Father. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. 
We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.